In today's show, we are looking ahead to Friday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're here to look ahead to Friday's games in the league. Let's do that right now. First game, the Warriors and the Raptors. This is a back-to-back for Golden State. We do want to watch James Wiseman, who again continues to be the starting center. And let's just hope we get a little bit of positive improvement in his game in terms of you know, some robust percentages, continued good block numbers, and continued good minutes. Well, Andrew Wiggins has been playing pretty well throughout most of March, and that's encouraging. Can he keep that level of form up with Steph Curry back? I have some doubts there, but let's see what he can do. For the Raptors, um, it is about Chris Boucher and how uh, how the minutes are going to be distributed for him. Rodney Hood remains out for this team. I think he's going to be out for a while. Kyle Lowry is out. They're starting Aaron Baines in that position. But Boucher, hopefully we can get mid-20s in minutes. And then Gary Trent Jr. will have a pretty strong role without Lowry, without Hood. And he can be a stream option for points and threes. He, he limit, limited in other areas and not guy that I'm holding on to necessarily long-term. But with a couple of those absences, I think that does help Gary Trent in that scenario. Next up... We look at the Rockets and the Celtics. Kevin Porter Jr., uh, big scoring last game, has some percentage issues at times, but if John Wall does happen to be out, which we don't know at this point, it does really help Porter's value. A good matchup, um, sorry, a good opportunity to show what he can do against a pretty good team. So I'm going to be pretty uh, focused in on Kevin Porter here to see what he's able to deliver. Well, Daniel House Jr. put up a huge game last time out. I'm not fully confident that that's anywhere close to what he's going to be able to do on an average basis, but he is at least someone to watch because we feel confident that he does have a starting role as we move forward. And that has value at least for 14 to 16 team leagues. For the Celtics, Evan Fournier, second game for the Celtics. The first two of those games have not been particularly strong. I do think that he's a 10-team drop and probably a 12-team league drop, but we give him one more just to be sure to see what that role looks like and see what his production can be. I also want to watch Kemba Walker, who at the moment, there's no minutes restriction on him. He's playing big minutes. He's playing at a much higher level. We're still worried about the back-to-backs, but he's looking at least more closer to the player we saw at the beginning of last season versus what we saw at the end of last season and the beginning of this season. Next game, Mavs and the Knicks. Jalen Brunson played a lot of minutes last game with both Doncic and Porzingis playing. I don't think that's a realistic expectation for Brunson, but if he can get 28 minutes, then there is at least back-end 12-team league value for the burner. Uh, had looked good early this season, had a bit of a slump, and is back in on track and looking pretty strong at the moment. Or Dorian Finney-Smith is a guy who's like a Royce O'Neal analog for fantasy. Really nothing exciting at all, but because he has some okay percentages, he's got good steal numbers, he's not a bad rebounder, he can be a guy that can help as a stream option and as a back-end guy. He's probably better suited to 14-team leagues, but he can be at a pinch a 12-team league guy. For the Knicks... Emmanuel quickly. Is it 26 minutes of quickly? Is it 20 minutes? Is it 12 minutes? He's all over the shop. He is horribly inefficient the vast majority of the time that he's out there, and that does impact his playing time. So we want to watch quickly. And then we also want to watch Taj Gibson and how that minute split goes between him and Nerland's Noel. It was dead even last game, 24 apiece. Let's hope it's more 30 to 18 in favor of Noel. But Gibson played well in that game and had a pretty good plus minus. So it does make sense why he got the, uh, the extra minutes there. 
Next up, the Wolves and the Grizzlies. Malik Beasley, two stinkers and one pretty good game since he returned from his suspension. I want to see how he's fitting in against a much better or with a much better Anthony Edwards compared to where Edwards was earlier this season. That's going to be key for me to watch. And then also Jaden McDaniels, who's getting a ton of playing time. He's blocking shots. He's shooting, I think, almost 40% from three, if not over 40% from three this season. And pairing that with 33, 34 minutes a game, he is a 12-team league guy. For the Grizzlies, let's watch Dylan Brooksy Brooks and see how many uh, shots he can massacre. He's going to get opportunities. Justice Winslow is out once again. Grayson Allen remains questionable. Brooksy has some nice points league value. He's a back-end 12-team league sort of player who does, it does hurt you in field goal percentages, no doubt about that. While Kyle Anderson, big minutes last game with Winslow out and also with Brandon Clark out. But Clark is not on the injury report, so he should return for this game. And that means Anderson's value could be a little bit uh, up in the air. He definitely won't play those 32 minutes a night that he, we saw from him in the last game. Next up is the Hornets and the Pacers. Cody Zeller, we saw uh, some big numbers from him a couple of games ago. What is his role? Is he still coming off the bench? He's not sniffing 12-team value, but we want to just see if he can cut into Biombo's playing time. And then Terry Rozier, who's been amazing this season. Let's just focus a little bit in on Terry, one of the best clutch performers in the entire NBA, one of the best shooters in the NBA, and continues to do that almost every night. While for the Pacers, Karis LeVert, one of the worst shooters in the NBA in terms of volume and free throws and threes and all that combined together, but the assists and the steals remain nice. But is it going to be a good Karis game, or is it going to be a poor Karis game where he shoots himself out of it? Well, Justin Holiday, I think he's transitioning more into a, a points and or sorry threes and steals type streamer with Levert there, with McConnell getting those minutes instead of 35, 34 minutes a night from Justin. It's 30, 31. Usage is down, and it's all about steals and threes for him at this stage. The Hawks and the Pelicans, this is a back-to-back for Atlanta. They started Solomon Hill on Thursday. So what does that mean for Danilo Gallinari? What's his role going to be in this game? Do they go back to starting him? Do they keep Hill in that role in place of John Collins? And does that make Gallinari a must-roster player? Well, Clint Capella should also, I believe, get a boost with Collins out. Maybe instead of 29 minutes, he plays 32 minutes. It's unlikely that Nate McMillan's going to heavily rely on Onyeka Okongwu. He hasn't shown uh, any sort of proclivity to rely on him uh, so far this season. For the um, Pelicans, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, we don't know whether Lonzo or Ingram or Zion is going to play. So Alexander-Walker's role without those guys. And if they're all back, does he play 26 a night or is he back to 20 a night? And then Josh Hart is a guy I think deserves a little bit more attention for how well he's been rebounding and how well he's been playing in that 30-minute a night role. And I think he's someone to focus on as a back-end 12-team league player. The Bulls and the Jazz. I don't know if they're going to continue to start um, that Thad Young, Larry Markin, and Nikola Vucevic combination because Zach Levine and, and Kobe White are both questionable. So there are some ups and downs or some decisions that need to be made. But Young has been super impressive with his passing ability this year, and he does remain a back-end 12-team league guy. While Pat Williams, the ups and downs have been pretty aggressive so far this season, but he's flashing enough to make us at least marginally excited for the future, or definitely more than marginally excited. But for this year, he's probably still more of that streamer guy. While for the Jazz, Mike Conley was great last game with Donovan, without Donovan. Donovan Mitchell, the Don should return for this one for Utah, which is going to maybe re- or almost definitely reduce Conley's output, but I think he can still be pretty strong. Well, I just want to watch a little bit of Derek Favors. I think started off the season pretty well, um, but has just sort of really disappeared. He's just filling that backup center role, but not really doing much with it. I'd like to see a little bit more life, I guess, out of Derek Favors. Next game, 
is the Lakers and the Kings. Andre Drummond will not play, so we should expect 30-plus minutes again from Montrez Harrell, a good opportunity to sell high. And it helps Kyle Kuzma as well, who won't have rebounds stolen by Drummond. So both of those guys will be players to watch with Drummond out, along with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Well, for the Kings, it was a big game. 16 points for DeLon Wright last game after two real stinkers for Sacramento. He still only played 22 minutes, so I'd be a little bit cautious of expecting huge, huge minutes here for huge production from DeLon, but I want to watch it nonetheless. And then the pencil Harrison Barnes, Barnesy. Oh, I don't have my sound ready. That was poor timing. Um, yeah, with, with Barnesy, the production, the efficiency has really dropped off of late. I want to see whether he can get that back on track and, and back going in this game for Sacramento. Thunder and the Suns. Um, Lou Dort out again. Uh, the Salt Flake, Theo Maladon. Another big start. Ty Jerome out as well. So big opportunity. A good streaming option for Maladon. Whilst Fima Haluk with Dort out should get another start and push close to 30 minutes. I'm pretty interested to see what he can do. Now, he shot really well last game. I don't expect that to necessarily continue for Maheluk, but he's in an opportunity where he's going to get chances and, and shots. Well, for the Suns, it's all about Jay Crowder and uh, what he can do in terms of um, steals and shooting percentages. And then McCall Bridges, who's been pretty poor the last couple of games. I'd be looking for a bit of a bounce back here from McCall. Stream, uh, sorry, not stream, it's up to Bucks and Blazers. Brooke Lopez, blocking a lot of shots. Still, you know, I think in points leagues, he's not a must roster. 12-team categories, I would. 10 teams, I think he's a drop. But just watching how he goes about it, especially with PJ Tucker out. But Bobby Portis is questionable, so he might return in this game. That is uh, unsure at this point. Well, Chris Middleton, I feel like Middleton's just been a little bit down of late. Let's hope he can turn around, but I haven't really focused too much on him. While for the Blazers, Carmelo Anthony just trucking along as a nice point streamer, not a must roster 12 teamer, and Ennis Cantor continues to put up good numbers. Yusuf Nurkic seems to still be on a minutes limit, and that might continue here. And Cantor's producing some nice low end value. I'd be really keen to, to um to to trade him if we'll sell high if I could, but I also want to watch to see how he does in this game. In terms of streamers, I'm looking at Muxy Kleber, Delon Wright, Daniel House Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope for category leagues. And for points leagues, the Wild Thing, Jay Sean Tate, Teo Maladon, Malik Monk, Gary Trent Jr., and Jaden McDaniels. Guys, don't forget, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.